False Perspective of the Schools Perspective, True and False Some of the laws of perspective are given in the first part of this book, so that we need not here enlarge upon them, but as they are very important, we briefly recapitulate them. 1. All parallel lines, like those of a railway, seem to approach, and finally to meet in the distance. 2. Straight lines above the eye of the spectator appear to descend to the eye line. 3. The horizontal, or eye line, is a straight line on a level with the eye, at whatever elevation the spectator may be. 4. Lines or objects, below the eye line, remaining at the same level, seem to rise as they recede, until they vanish in the eye line. 5. Similarly, lines or objects above the height of the spectator, and maintaining a constant altitude, appear to descend until they are lost in the eye line. 6. Objects, or lines, do not all vanish at the same point in the horizontal line, but the nearer they are to that line the sooner they vanish in it, because of the smaller angle they make with it. 7. The distant horizon being always on a level with the eye, whatever be the altitude of the observer, it seems to rise, or to fall, with the observer, but he never has occasion to depress his vision to look downwards towards it, nor upwards. Now let us apply these rules, which are the laws of true perspective, to the disappearance of ships at sea, as illustrated in zetetic diagrams, and violated in those of the globularist. First take figure 10 on the title page of part 2. The intelligent reader will soon see that the zetetic diagram harmonizes with, and illustrates, the first six rules above given. The hull of the vessel, being near the eye line, vanishes according to rule 6, before the flags and upper sails, which are farther from it, because the lower angle is the lesser. Besides, the hull rides on a dark background of water, while the upper masts and sails are often against a bright sky. But the ship never goes over, and then down on the further side of a bulge, or a hill of water, for in clear weather a good telescope, which magnifies the distant angle of vision, brings again the ship's hull in sight. Had the ship gone over and beyond the supposed dip or curvature, no telescope could fetch it back again, and when on the crest of the supposed hill of water the hull itself should become visible against the background of a clear sky. But in harmony with Rule 4, ships never so disappear, because there is no real rise or protuberance in a calm sea, which, as we have abundantly shown is everywhere level or horizontal. False Perspective of the Schools Let us now turn to the false perspective sometimes given in globite diagrams, and books on geography. Our figure 11 is taken from a high-class school book, and in Scott's astronomy there is another on the same principle, or, rather, on the same lack of principle. This diagram violates every law of true perspective. The observer at A is made to look down to his distant horizon, and so is the one at B, though in the diagram he appears to look up. This is a double violation of Rule 7 as given above. And, further, the reader will notice how the feet of the observers are not pointing towards the center, as they should be if the earth be globular. The diagram is a scientific fraud. Whether intentional, or unintentional, we need not here discuss. Suppose the observer at A were to turn round and to look downwards in the opposite direction towards G, what would he see? An awful chasm at which the stoutest heart would quail. The thing, and the ideas it represents, are a disgrace to modern education. Is it any wonder, therefore, that a famous writer like Gouda should say, I curse this modern theory of cosmogony, and hope that perchance there may appear some strong scientist of genius who will take up the courage to upset this universally disseminated delirium of lunatics. See The Scientific American, April 27, 1878.